Hello NRL fans, welcome back to the NRL Rewind Podcast. I'm your host Matt Namofsky. Welcome to the Sunday pod. What a Sunday of footy. We had the match of the round, Knights versus the Rabbits, which ended up being an absolute Newcastle fest. Putting it on them and really showing that they are potentially the second, third best team in the comp. And then we obviously had the Raiders putting on a score against the Dogs, which leads directly into the winners of the weekend. Jordan Rapana. 163, he absolutely cocked me on one of the games I've got in my semis this week. We'll talk about that in a bit. But essentially, we had Jordan Rapana, 163, the top scorer by far this week, followed up by a couple of uh, scores in the 120s. We had Will Warbrick, 128, Eli Katoa, 127, Dalen Watine, Zelezniak, 126, James Tedesco, 125, Jason Saab, 120. So, there was a quite a few big ones this week. A couple other guys that had some big scores notable. Damien Cook bouncing back with 116. Billy Burns uh, for the Dragons, 112. And then we also had uh, Joseph Suwali with 108 there. So quite a few different pod options this week. I think it was the week of the pod. If you could go that route, if you had any trades remaining in Classic and in Draft Finals for Supercoach, it's all about playing the matchups. So... Let's dig into it. Let's dig into a couple of things here we want to catch up on this pod. So a bit of an update of where we are in terms of all the teams for the NRL Rewind. So in Classic, a very good week, 1,423. Very happy with it. We did take that Teddy VC like we discussed. Uh, we did use only the one trade, and that was to bring in Elikatoa for Tom Eisenhoof. So that's nearly a 100-point swing there, which is lovely to see. And we still have the one trade next week uh, for what we want to do there. So... Look, it was a very good score. Taking out my AE of Alex Johnston, the next lowest score was, who do we have here? 53 from Latrell and from Johnny Bateman. So the team has come together at the end. Definitely going to have the good mindset of going in early, getting the guys, and if I need to burn some trades early to get done, because once you've got the team like I've got right now, we're flying. So very good. We're still pushing for that 10,000. Where we sit right now to see... Uh, how far we are we're currently sitting at 16,872 so look it would need to be a pretty good rise this week I think that score of 1,423 can get us maybe into that 13k mark hopefully that 12k mark if there's a lot of teams that have dropped off this week or had some low scores um, and we can push into obviously that top 10,000 there for draft the two uh, comps are going to come down to update so in the home league boys and bands I scored a 1,033 with 12 players. And then Nom, the snake, comes back in with a tw- uh, 10-22 on the back of 163 from John Rapana in the last game of the round. So going to be interesting. I am all updated at 1,033. He's got uh, Leo Thompson, Adam Elliott, and Jordan Rapana to update, and he's back by 11. So I'm hoping that Leo Thompson and Elliott, there's not much uh, there for him to update and then you know if Rapana even goes up by five to six with some offloads or anything like that can still get the win there hopefully moving into the Podmasters league uh we did fight valiantly we got up to a 756 Kane has got a 761 so uh quite a few he's got a lot of place updates this week he's got best Elliot Johnston Timoko Marnie and Fogarty I've only got Latrell and Papali'i so that Latrell simping in the end might cost us but it's been a good run. We, we, you know, we've been around that top final in the final spot all season, but the team has never really 
look like it's going to fire a shot, but I'm pretty happy we got to the semi-final. Then if we can sneak that one in updates, give myself every shot in the GF. So that's all the league updates. Let's go back into the players because I think there are a couple of things um, that we did see this weekend. I think obviously the Panthers and the Broncos really established themselves as the two best teams in the comp. We do have the Waz and the Knights who have really staken a claim there uh, to climb up that ladder. you got Melbourne who, look, they just look short right now. And I'm not sure if a Ryan Pappenhausen return is going to do it. They'd make them more dangerous for sure, but I can't really see them, you know, making a big dent. The Raiders obviously getting that big win. You know, they're still conceded 24, so that is a big worrying sign there. Then you have the Sharkies who actually laid it on the Cowboys. So many teams still to um, bounce around in this table. It looks like it's going to be around 27 shootout. And that uh, Rabbits-Roosters game could mean everything. We've obviously got the Cowboys needing to get it over the Panthers. That'll be an interesting matchup. But I do think now we are looking, if obviously South on the bye next week, Roosters against the Tigers, which that should be a win. We should see them both going into 30 points. There's going to be a shootout of who's going to win that final game. So that sets up to be a very, very nice game and one that we shall be watching there. But in terms of the players and what's going to happen in these last two rounds of Supercoach Classic and obviously into the grand final, some prelim finals in some instances, there's a lot of talking points here. You've obviously got James Lesko with a potential head knock. You've got all the bunnies on a bye. Um, does more Panthers get resting? Does, you know, obviously... You had put on Sorensen this week. Is there a Liam Martin? Is there a Taruva? Is there a Crichton? A Dylan Edwards, I think, is a very good shout to get a rest soon. Isaiah Yo. So the Panthers is now another team that we need to look at and say, hey, is this actually going to be a bit of a concern now getting into those finals? Looking at the overall points in terms of uh, averages uh, for the season, we've got a now clear top five, which I think will set us into next. You've got Nico Hines, Kalen Ponga, Nathan Cleary, Scott Drinkwater, David Vita. So I think all those guys are going to be in that mix for, you know, basically match up proof heading into the next season. You can go in a first round pick with them and start them with the team. Uh, looking at some of the other guys, I think SJ, it was a quiet game against Manly. Uh, but again, the, the, the way the Warriors are attacking right now, they're able to strip teams so easy on that right, especially with, uh, Dallin Crossman, but their four pack with Adam and Tohu, you know, with the edge players of Jackson Ford and Nia Corey, Martin, uh, Mitch Barnett when he's back. These guys are going to be laying the platform. So as we keep going into these last couple of games and into the offseason where we do some of our best work here at the Rewind, I think that there's going to be a real emphasis on trying to find the Warriors of this year. Um, and I think I went towards the Raiders route this year. And I, that was just because I was such an unorthodox team. And obviously they're going to make the finals from the looks of it. So, you know, a small win there, but who's going to be the super coach real um, team that's going to burst onto the scene and, and take some names. And I think it was a great example of, you know, the Warriors on paper had super coach credential guys. You know, we've seen Charles, we've seen SJ, uh, Dallin, you know, we've seen these guys that, you know, maybe not consistently for a full season, but we've seen it, you know, in big spots and big moments. So I think looking into that for next season is going to be a really good uh, key there. 
couple more things we'll hit before we go. Um, you know, we spoke about the five eights in the last podcast. Again, there was another week for the five eights where not really sure what to do. Going through um, some of the notable scores for this round, we obviously had Kalen Ponga, who looks like Andros Manu, uh, who pro- again probably won't have the jewels next year, 85 and 70. Dylan Brown with an 88, again, just showing what he can do. But then we look at the guys that we spoke about. Ken Munster, a 28. Cody Walker, a 42. Tom Dearden, a 28. These type of guys that just not there. The, the, the big scores aren't there enough every time. So that's going to be very, very interesting to see what happens with that 5 eight spot because the more and more I see it, you know, and I guess the good news is this is going to dramatically drop Cam Munster's value, right? I think Cam Munster is a guy where if he's going to come into next season, even though I just said on the podcast, you know, potentially he's a guy we need to not look at. If he's going to drop value, like he had, so he started the week at 682,000. He had a projected of uh, 88, obviously got a 26 or whatever it was. So he's on a drop. And then next week they've got the Titans. And again, it's another team that, he may not need to fire against because all the other guys in the team. So if he gets below six, and that's a big assumption, if he's now at the 5.8, of course, you're going to put him in. There's no doubt about that. You could even run him as your your 5.8.1 and then go something a bit unorthodox with your number two. But Ken Munster is a guy that, man, that was all there for him. And as I was watching him, you know, obviously versing him in the podcasters league, uh, that Kane had him. It was just one of those games where I was watching it waiting for it to pop off and just never did. Um, and you look at the other guy on the, on the other side of the park, Jerome Hughes, absolutely lighting it up in certain stages. And every time he touched the ball, it was deadly. I don't know whether it's because he hasn't got an Ellie Couture on the outside of him, take a bit of space off him, and obviously Warbrick on that edge. But the left edge, which is always traditionally the firing edge for Melbourne, especially in Supercoach, just has not been there this year. So will be quite interesting to see how they do bounce back. And again, the Titans next week, I think a lot of people would be would have been circling that with a red pen. That is the super coach final, grand final matchup. I know I did with Harry Grant and a potential um Ryan Pappenhausen, but man, if you're going into that grand final with Cam Munster, you know, very hard to waste a V or a C on him in that matchup because, you know, he could come out and get, you know, 90. Is that going to be good enough? You know what I mean? There's there's some guys with some really nice matchups next week. And I think what it has showed me this year is, you know, you don't have to put on a star, especially for your VC. You could go, you know, some of these guys, some of these wingers that are really nice matchups. Like I did see in one of my leagues, Will Warbrick got uh, VC'd in that game. And obviously 128, you took that and you ran with it. So Cam Munster is one of these guys, if you're looking down the Melbourne picking order of who is a V or a C option, you might be getting down to maybe six or seven now with Cam Munster. You know, I'm just thinking about in no particular order. You've got Harry Grant, Jerome Hughes, Nick Meany, Elikatoa, uh, Warbrick. You know, these type of guys that, yes, it needs to be a good matchup. But I think if the matchup is there, which again, this Titans matchup is for someone like a Cam Munster, maybe I want to go with one of the other Melbourne guys that I know, you know, not that he's only missing, but. You just want the hands on the ball and doing stuff. And that was the thing with that Dragons match. Cam Munster had the hand, his hands on the ball a lot. But just, yeah, never seemed to really do anything with it. A couple of hit-ups here and there, tried to hit the out ball. But other than there wasn't much there that was really firing. So he's going to be a very interesting one um, moving into next week. 
The other one's going to be interesting is obviously the Warriors. So they have got the Dragons next weekend. What the Dragons did offer up was a lot of points, especially, like I said, um, late in that game. And Ben Hunt kept them in that game for most of it. But, man, if you now look at this Warrior side, there is a lot of play options. You know, I think Chance, SJ, Dallin, Tohu, Adden, you know, these type of guys I think can be really, really good in that matchup. So one I'm definitely watching, if I do make it to the grand final, I've got Dallin and Tohu. Uh, it looks like Metcalf, I probably did go a little bit wrong on that one. I thought he would really fire up in these last couple of games. He had a 21, and that might be the one that cost me the updates do um, not update in my favor. I could have played Manu in that 5-8 spot and had another center, but I did like the matchup for Luke Metcalf. So that's the one that, you know, even though the team has a good matchup, and in theory, you know, with all that pace that was all there for him, he did get a try taken back. Uh, but yeah, I think, you know, Tohu and Dallin are the two guys, especially that if I get through, I think a, a V or a C on one of those guys is definitely going to be the play there. Any other matchups we're looking at as we move into next week? And again, we'll be back next week with a full list of potties. I do think that Panthers match, it's just going to be dependent on who does get rested in that game because I do think that Parramatta is on... That was a real worrying sign. And again, that's going to be one of my podcasts this week. It's going to be a bit of a... Uh, farewell to the Eels this season. We've got the bye next week, so we won't see them. But what they offered up kind of in their last real roll of the dice, and that and they could be in they could have been in the uh, in the spot where the Roosters are now. They just really shit the bit on that one. So I was disappointed to see. I do think the Cowboys have a really really juicy matchup. I know the Dolphins played well on the weekend, but really, if the Cowboys, this is the must win for the Cowboys, and I think you know. You fire up your drink waters. You fire up most of the guys, you know, all the outside backs. I think Tom Dearden, we need to bounce back from, I think, some of the forwards, you know, and Nanai could be interesting in this one. So I think the Cowboys are a real good shout. We already spoke about the Storm. The Roosters against the Tigers, it is a must win. So they've got to go here. And if uh, James Tedesco is out, I would assume we would then get Joey Money going back to fullback and we would get Sam Walker into the starting side. So... You know, for someone like me who's had Sam Walker sitting on my bench, the perfect AE moment has come, if that is the case, especially with Joey Manu, who I've also got in my 5-8 spot going in there. So a lot of things I'm really hoping, if I do get those updates in my home league, it's really set up well. I have constructed the side really for the last two rounds. Um, so, yeah, I would love to have that Roosters matchup a Saturday 5.30 with a potential VC of Dallin on a Friday into a sea of Joey Manu on the Saturday. That would be an absolute treat. So I think a lot of Roosters, Suali'i, Manu, Kiri, uh, you know, if Angus Crichton gets around that edge, I would really like to see that. So quite a few games there. I think Brisbane over the Raiders, I think that that will be an interesting one where, you know, a lot of guys will have Latrell and T like I do in Classic. The Reese Walsh uh, option might be there to go back to Reese Walsh. Um, but that will be... Uh, dependent. Obviously, they just had the bias, so they're not going to rest anyone around 27. I think they're going to go full tilt in round 27. So I think Walsh will be a top of guy. Whether the Adam Reynolds injury scares us off, uh, it has put me on a bit of a hold right now. I'm going to have to really see what I'm going to do with that last fullback spot uh, for next week. Dogs, Manly. Obviously, Manly. If Garrick plays, if uh, Cherry Evans, those sort of guys that will be in there. And then we finish the round. Knights versus Sharks at Newcastle, 
as much as, as good as the Sharks have been playing recently against a firing Knights outfit, I think that that could actually be the in class in classic, especially the whole the uh, captaincy for Ponga on a Saturday, a Sunday afternoon at home against the Sharks like that we've no we know can leak some points. So I think Newcastle for me is going to be the real smoke of the week. If you can get some Newcastle players in, especially, I'm looking at not seeing or seeing Hines in this week at all. And that's crazy. It's grand final week. You would think, you know, the number one player in Supercoach this year, Nico Hines, but it's like the, the better matchup. So if Manu goes to fullback against the Tigers, got Dallin against the Warriors, I've got Harry Grant and potentially Ron Pappenhaus against the Titans. I really do think that, and I've also got Toto against um, Parramatta and if Tungor plays as well. So, Nico might be really my fifth, sixth, seventh best option this week as a C. So, like I said, it's all set up for me if I can get there. I just need to hope for these updates and we can get across the line there. And then in the Podmasters League, there's a lot of guys on the free agents that I think I could really plug and play this week. And obviously, it's a one-week shootout, so I'm not going to be scared about dropping a real good gun. Someone like a Latrell Mitchell. It's the grand final. You're gone. I you're doing nothing for me this week anyway. There's no games next week. So I'm going to really purge it, get a really good early AE score if I can, if I, and then AE my hooker position, and we go from there. But we've got a full week of content coming up, so we'll talk about more of this in depth. We'll see how the updates go. We will know by the time I record tomorrow. I might try and do a pod around lunchtime, a live reaction into when the scores are locked. We'll see how many green arrows we get in Classic and if we're in any of the grand finals in our draft league. But we'll leave it there. An action-packed Sunday. Some huge scores capped off by Jordan Rapana. Hopefully you're on the right end of that score, unlike myself. But again, it's all up to the SC update gods now. We'll see what happens there. But again, thanks for listening, guys. A full week of content. We're going to keep going with this. Really enjoying it. And then obviously, you guys know, the last couple of years, it's all been about the off-season. We're going to have mock drafts every week. We'll have, you know, in-depth player positions. We'll look at we'll look back and see if we can take any of the trends from this season into next season, or we can debunk any of them and avoid them for next year as well. So plenty to come. Thanks for listening, guys. Hear from you soon. Cheers.